1: You're listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast presented by Arizona Lottery. Don't forget to get out and buy your holiday scratchers. Now, if anybody in uh, the media could uh, get the Arizona Lottery and we would wish it upon them, it would be Aaron Torres, the only person, honest person left in the media. Hello, the great Aaron Torres coming to us from... uh, Looks like Paris, France, uh, Charles de Gaulle's uh, side room. Where are you at, Aaron Torres?
2: This is my AZ uh, Wildcats bunker, PHNX bunker. You know, you guys, uh, listen, you guys go above and beyond every single time I come on this show. You know, I'm not the type of guy to ask for a a car at room temperature or a bottle of water at a certain uh, temperature. But you just give me the PHNX bunker. I love it. I appreciate you guys going to bat for me and helping me out and that's the least
1: we can do for the great aaron torres from fox sports own aaron torres by before we get started aaron what do you got going on i know you got a lot of stuff going on right now what is going on in aaron torresville
2: uh nothing much um you know listen you know i will say this is actually the finals week across college sports um has been a nice reprieve. Um, I do have a full-time producer that helps me with my podcast. He's on vacation with his family. And so this week has been kind of a little bit of a decompression week. I mean, you know, I think next week will probably be a little bit slow, but then we'll get a bunch of bowl games. Um, as of right now, I'm planning on being at the Rose bowl. Now, obviously, you know, Fox sports radio might need me in studio that day. So we'll see, still pumping out the podcast. Uh, as one of your commenters said, uh, uh, you know, I, I got a lot of people in West Lafayette mad at me right now. I don't really care because I believe what I said. And I believe, um, you know, as 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 the title says, I'm the only honest person left in the media. I'm willing to say things that people aren't happy with. But other other than that, it's great. It's a great time of year. Elf's on TV every night. Um, and I'm just having the time of my life. I really am. And, it, you know, by the way, I, I, I can't believe I'm doing this. But I, I was in Lawrence a few weeks ago. I picked wow. up this little tea. I told you and I'll tell all the AZ fans listening is first time the Wildcats go to Fog Allen. If you can fiscally afford it, just do it. It was an unbelievable experience. Point being, I've been traveling a lot. And then the holidays, it's been a nice little kind of quiet week for Torres Uh, You know, minus, uh, you know, all of West Lafayette, Indiana, just coming from my head. So
1: now we're going to talk about these people. But first, can we bank on you coming to Arizona when Arizona is in fog? Will the great Aaron Torres be there? Can we get a commitment on air
2: right now, Aaron Torres? When they're in the fog? Yes. Next time could be next year. I mean, it pro- I hope it's next year. We got to call it Brett Yormark if it isn't next year. Yes. Um, we get a commitment right now from Aaron Torres. I can't make that commitment. No, because I mean, I don't know. Is it a Monday? Is it a Saturday? I host radio every Saturday. I mean, I can't just be gallivanting all yeah. over the country. <laughs> just so happened that uh, UConn was a Friday night. I flew back on Saturday, was able to get back and do my radio show. I will make this commitment to you, though. Uh, I think they just, well, they re- they announced the Gavitt games is going on. That's the Big East Big right. Ten. But now that you guys are a charter member of uh, the Big 12, there is this Big 12 Big East challenge that I don't think anyone really understands because it's on multiple networks, multiple nights. It spans like 11 days, more confusing than the NBA in-season tournament. But I bring it all up to just say that if Arizona plays UConn uh, in this event or any event of of the nature, I will certainly come out to McHale if it's there. And assuming that you're going to stores, I will, of course, come to stores and host you there. as well. I, you, we have a commitment. We have a gentleman's
1: agreement right yeah, here please. that is actually being uh, uh, broadcasted. Okay, let's talk Arizona Purdue because you're right. Um, listen, you always hear the argument, and to me it's a little bit of the argument of, of the Shaquille O'Neal argument back in the day where people say, well, Zach Eadie gets fouled every single time. No, Zach Eady fouls people every single time. And- Aaron, you've brought this to light. Talk about what you've been going through this
2: last week, and then we will agree with you. Okay, (laughs) You don't have to agree if you think I'm wrong. I I agree with you. I totally agree with you. No, so it really started. So this is is honestly how it started. I'm going to do one of those Torres long-winded. I'll be quick, and I won't end up being quick. No, so I'm watching uh, Bama-Purdue on Saturday. It was an awesome first half, back and forth. Uh, and I, I tweeted, you know, and, and I'm one of these people. I just kind of tweet my thoughts in real time, right? So I tweeted, amazing first half, best half of basketball we've seen all year. And I said, you know, I hope something to the effect of I hope the, the referees put away the whistles because it, it's been kind of crazy, uh, the calls that Purdue is getting. And so Alabama fans clearly love that. They jumped in and they were commenting. Then what surprised me, Tennessee, which played Purdue earlier in the year uh, in the Maui Invitational, Uh, Purdue shot 48 foul shots against Tennessee in that game. Uh, Tennessee fans jumped in and said, you know, we agree with you on this, Torres. And so, first of all, as an Arizona fan, if you learn nothing, learn this. I don't think there are two fan bases in America that hate each other more than Tennessee and Alabama. And, And I'm being serious when I say that. People think Tennessee fans really hate Kentucky or Alabama fans really hate Auburn. I would put the hatred between those two fan bases as high as anybody. So to get them to agree on something was incredible. So I put that out. It got a lot of traction from Alabama fans. Alabama ended up losing. Purdue was a deserving winner. So the next morning, I'm kind of listening to one of these college basketball shows and all they're they're raving about. oh, Zach Eadie was again dominant, blah, 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 without even acknowledging that I think of Alabama's four big guys, two fouled out, one had four fouls for sure, and I think the other one had either three or four fouls. By the way, Zach Eady did not even pick up his first foul until about the 12 minute mark of the second half. Okay, right. So, long story short, just for fun, because I see, uh, you know, the 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 Zach Eady. And by the way, Zach Eady is a great player. I'll, I'll be quick because I want to get back to the main point of the story. The one thing that has sucked about this week is that it feels like all I'm doing is being critical of a 21 year old kid who is a very good college basketball player. That's not what this is intended to be. But I went back and looked it up in Purdue's four biggest games of the year Purdue was is plus 44 at the free throw line do some math that's plus 11 per game over the four biggest games of their season right saying that that foul shot should be 50-50 down the middle that's not how basketball works but it is a trend i thought it was at least at least worth discussing i discussed on my pod then i put out a clip of it on my social media on my 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 podcast page that clip Went bananas, and Mike, you know this is mm-hmm. that. Put out a clip. People think there's an unlimited number of characters on social media, uh, not on Twitter. Not right. you know, I don't pay the 11.99 or whatever to get those unlimited characters. So I just bring it up because I couldn't make the whole argument and credit Zach Edie for being awesome. I just said here are the facts. Well, Purdue fans got a hold of it. They got mad. Then the loser media members that, you know, there, there's a small click of loser college basketball media members that all have the same opinion on every single topic. They have no audience. No one cares about their work. And then they wonder why. It's because right. you have the same opinion. So and and by the way, I all I did was raise the question. All I did was raise the point. By the way, the following day, Nate Oates did his meet, uh, did a, a radio yes. show where he essentially brought up the same thing. Nate Oates, you can like him. You cannot like him by the way. This is the longest ran ever. So no, for, keep going. We love it. Oh, uh, so you could like Nate Oates. You cannot like Nate Oates. I think we all agree. He is a great tactician, whether you agree or not, uh, mm-hmm. with with the way he handled Brandon Miller. You can he's a great tactician. And he basically said on his radio show, he said, if they're gonna referee like that, nope th- no one has a chance to beat him. Right. So anyway, so yeah, so uh I guess it was Monday into Tuesday was just one loser media member with no audience after another blue check mark. They want to look tough to to everybody on social media. It's unbelievable. It makes me laugh, Um, you know, and whatever. And, 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 you know, I think I'm right on this. I, by the way, I think there's nuance, there's nuance to this, right? I mean um, three point, you know, what percentage of your shots are in the two point paint, you know, the the paint touches versus non-paint touches, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, the only point I'm trying to make, there is nuance, I thought it was at least worth asking the question, but like so often on social media, when you broach a topic that the consensus disagrees on, they try to quiet you. They try to silence you. Right. Torres will not be silenced. Only you by my life. When she tells me to shut up, I shut up. But other than a that, beacon of truth
1: during an uncertain time. That's what Darren I mean. We need, yes.
2: I, I just, I will say this about our society and I don't mean to be all societal and talk about, you know, government conspiracy. The point is we've gone to a place where, you know, unique thinking, critical thinking is frowned upon. And so that's never going to be me. I think that's why I've had a lot of success in my career. Uh, but anyway, that that is the long, long, long version of what happened.
1: You know, the point that I think he really hit the nail on, too, is that Zach Eady again, all right, let's just say that Zach Eady is drawing fouls. Sure, he's good. He's big. We all get that. But when you don't draw foul, when that dude, yes. with the way he plays, doesn't draw fouls until the second half of a game, that, to me, is the biggest problem out of all of it. Because, again, you watch Zach Eady; he's given as much as he's taken right there. You watch him and watch him against Arizona Purdue. He is very physical. Again, every bit his right. But there's no way that he's going the first 30 minutes of a game without committing a foul. It's impossible.
2: No, I agree. And, and, and that I think and, – and so again, to go back to the Nate Oates quotes, um, what I would say is that um, – what I would say is is this. Is Sorry, I'm trying to tweet out because I want everybody to know that we're doing this and we're having some fun doing it. Nate Oates, I think, probably articulated better my argument than anything that I said, which is a shame because I did like a 15-minute rant on this on my my podcast, whatever. But I think that is the crux of my argument. If you agree he gets followed a lot, that's cool. I get it. No problem. That's fine. Um, If you agree that, you know, uh, uh, whatever. The point that I, I think Nate Oates made that I wish I had been smart enough to make in the initial rant is that there is no player... In the history of basketball, Mike Luke, right. that is good enough to draw fourteen or fifteen <laughs> fouls on one end, right, and get called for one to two on the other end. That's not how basketball works. By the way, that's not how physics works. Like I'm not, right. a, I'm not a phys- I wouldn't be a physician, physicist. I guess I would <laughs> yeah. be a physicist. I'm not a physicist. But the, the way that inertia works, I didn't know how to be dropping an inertia four minutes into the show. But right. the way that inertia works, the way that bodies move, it is literally impossible. Well, I mean, it's possible if the refereeing is one-sided, right. but if it's not one-sided, then whatever. So you get the point. But that, that, that to me is the, the crux of the argument, is that no player in the history of basketball has ever been good enough to draw 14, 15, 16, 18 fouls on one end. And commit one, two, three on the other. It just it, it doesn't happen unless the refereeing is one sided. Now let's
1: talk a little bit about. Uh, by the way, that's a very good clip right there. I like that. Twelve fifteen. All right, let's talk inertia, a little. Lo- yeah. You when I say be-
2: inertia, that's when uh, okay. Jacob that's has what, to. Uh,
1: I was going to say that's when the great Jacob Franklin comes out. We see Jacob behind the scenes right here. Look at Jacob Franklin. He's smirking. He doesn't know that I could bring him in. Hello, Jacob Franklin. How are you doing?
2: Good. How are you, Mike? Hey, uh, uh, Aaron. Do you guys have a dump button for uh for PHNX? Because I, I worry. We have a dump in the radio biz, Mike, you know, the radio biz, there's yeah. something called the dump button in case is oh, yeah. inappropriate. Yeah. Uh, yeah depending on where this goes, you, you might need a dump button for tourists. So yeah, right. I think you'll be fine.
1: No, you're very okay. good. Trust me. I've, uh, uh, but Jacob Franklin, how tall do you think Jacob Franklin
2: is? I think he's six foot eight. Cause you told me that. There and, but go. I thought you were, th- I thought you said that you were six foot eight and I don't think I've ever met you in person, but no, I he's will. Not. He's not. And, and, and I two was... inches shorter. And then, like two days later, I remembered that, and I I texted you. I was like, "Did I hear you say that you're six foot eight on on your podcast, dude?" And you're like, "No, no, no, that's that's Jacob." So yes, you yeah. told me that. All Did right, you Jacob, play ball,
3: Jacob? Uh, no, I played I played some volleyball, but I was uh, mostly music.
2: You're cha- a regular Chase Butinger. Who could forget?
3: There we yeah, go. I- he doesn't go. know
1: that. All right, Jacob, you're dismissed. We'll bring you back in when you're needed. Thanks. Um, but, uh, oh, Thanks, shoot, Tim. I just removed you, and then you removed yourself. All right, here's where I think it's going to be fascinating. Arizona has a ton of uh, big men that they can throw at Zach Eady. yes Again, Zach Eady's really good. Umar Ballo, leader of men, Umar Ballo. I'll say this. Um, there are a few stronger players in the country. He's about 6'10", probably about 265, 270. I'm very curious to see how uh, how – physical they allow him to be because i imagine arizona is going to try to keep Edie off the block as much as possible obviously no duh i'm curious to see how that works out first because umar balo again he's not zach edie but he's a very strong person
2: well and i think this is the interesting thing is i actually think for first of all and i'm not trying to be arrogant um but i think this has become a topic in college basketball circles this week and I'm not saying that. I, I, listen, this is what it's going to sound like, but I swear I'm not doing it. I'm not saying that my commentary is going to impact the refereeing, but I'm not not saying that either. Because, right. dude, I have gotten so many texts from so many people in the college basketball space—not the loser media members that all think alike—but you know, as a guy that actually has sources, I've re, I've heard from a lot of people, and right. I it, it, they they fall in one of three buckets. One is Zach Eadie is awesome you know, you're, I don't agree with you on this, right? That's a small percentage. A small percentage is also, I a hundred percent agree with you. The refereeing is terrible, right? The vast majority of people that I did hear from this week though, were he's a great player, but we appreciate you bringing this conversation to the light, right? Not that he's not a 20 and 10 guy, but you know how, so, so I think, He's not Superman, though. Yes, right. He's not wilt. By the way, that was my favorite. I had two favorite comebacks from Purdue fans this week. One was, well, I mean, you do understand that Purdue, the players are taught to defend without fouling. I'm like, that's literally every team in the history of basketball. Mike, you probably played at a lot of levels. Yeah. Did you ever have right. a coach say, listen, what I want you to do is focus on fouling every opportunity that you get from the. That doesn't exist. So that's one. We need you to foul out as soon as possible so yes. we can get you off the court. Maybe crappy players have been told that. Yes. And by the way, that is another point about the Zach Eadie stuff. And I don't mean to hijack it because I want to talk Very Arizona. Good. But the the at least when Shaq was was getting mauled, it was a strategy. It was called Hack a Shaq. Right. Zach Eadie's like an 81, I don't know what the number is. I think it's an 80 plus percent free throw shooter. So it doesn't benefit people to foul him. It actually is, is counterintuitive. So one, I'm curious how this game will be refed because I do believe in college basketball circles, especially because there wasn't much else going on. It was at least a conversation. But then two, to your point, Arizona is maybe the only team in America that has the bodies to throw at Zach Eady over, you know, between Crevis and, 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 uh, and Balo and listen, some of those other guys off the bench that you guys know more about than me, even if it's to go in and defend for two, three, five minutes to give Balo a breather or whatever. So I'm curious because what I'll say is this, I don't see the scenario where if you, when you're hosting your show on Monday, that you, that if Purdue is plus 11, which is their average in free throws, that you can sit there and say that that was a fairly evenly balanced referee game. I just don't think you can because all the excuses that Purdue fans have for all these other teams do not apply to Arizona, which is maybe the only school in America that has the size to throw at Edie. All right, now we're going to talk about that, but let's say you might want to bet a little bit of money on this. The BetMGM mm-hmm.
1: Sportsbook app. Check it out. Sign up for BetMGM. Use bonus code PHNX, Aaron Torres, not PHNA, PHNX. Place your first BetMGM Sportsbook wager through BetMGM Sportsbook mobile app of at least $10. Uh, if your bet loses, your bonus bets will be available once your initial wager is settled. Again, all kinds of good stuff. Uh, put down a deposit of at least $10 and place your first wager and receive up to 1500 back in bonus bets if it loses now let's hear shane with the disclaimer problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 8778 hope Y or text hope y 467 369 new york Call one 800 5050 Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. one 800 for confidential help, Michigan. one
0: 800 Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario.
1: All right, now when Arizona comes down to Arizona, which he keeps teasing us with. Keeps
2: Can you guys us- get a real schedule? I mean, this is why you're leaving the Pac-12. Correct. But I mean, a real post-January schedule. Like, I looked at the schedule. It's terrible. There, there's not a lot of, like... Torres is fired up to 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 drive the eight hours or whatever. Now nah, I'd probably fly, but you know, Southwest flies right into Tucson, but, but we would give you, here's the deal though. We would give you Arizona lottery tickets.
1: Go out and buy your holiday scratchers today. Find a retailer like our friends at circle K near your Arizona lottery.com must be 21 years or up. Again, Aaron, you can put down one dollar and get five hundred thousand dollars. That's how cool it is. All right, I am curious. We got the comments coming in, hot and heavy. Um, Marcelo Martinez, the great Marcelo Martinez, great point. Um, two things here. I think if you're Arizona, you need to try to run. You need to try to run as much as possible to keep Edie going. And also, I would start out the game with. Uh, uh, I would start out the game with Umar Ballo one on one. Now, again, if Zach Edie starts killing him, I get it. Uh, you start bringing over Keyshod, your guy Keyshod, which we're going to get to in a minute. Mm. But I'm curious about that. What do you think about those two takes?
2: I think Balo is literally one of the few players that you can probably get away with single teaming him with. Right. No, I, I I agree. and And I think it does. It changes. What's interesting is, is there really another guy that can actually like beat you? But now Braden Smith is playing really well. He was the reason they won that Alabama game, by the way. And that was what got lost in the shuffle and this whole discourse that I've been involved in. Right. Brayden Smith was awesome. 27 points, I think, in that Alabama game. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's the question is, is there that consistent second guy? Because I think that takes them from good team that beats bad Big Ten teams during, you know, December, January, February, which, you know, that's one take that we are united yes. as, as soldiers on. Um I mean, they need that second guy. And frankly, they, they you know, in a perfect world, do you have a third guy, right? I mean, how many guys for Arizona can beat you offensively while also playing really good defense? I mean, I think all five starters are averaging double figures. So I, I so I agree because one, I'm not sold that any of the other four can beat you. Braden Smith, maybe can, if he's playing well. Um, but if you can limit Zach, it, let me put it this way. If you can play basically one-on-one with Zach Eady for essentially the entire game without Balo getting in foul trouble, uh, and and doing a reasonable job on him. I mean, I think Arizona wins and they win pretty comfortable. We'll see.
1: And that's my que- that's my still my question about we keep hearing about from, like you said, the uh, uh, the rubber stamped media folks that uh, just agree with each other. And they say, well, this is a drastically different uh, Purdue team. And again, is so it really? Uh, that's where we're going to get to. Um, again, Purdue is very good. That that goes without saying. So miss me with all the comments about how oh oh, you said Purdue is not good. Never said that. But again, how many of these players would play at
2: Arizona? I think there's two. Let me jump in. Yeah, well, of course. That's why you're here. Yeah, I don't mean to to be rude. No, you're good. Go ahead. They won the PK-85 last year and beat Gonzaga and Duke. It's not as though they weren't good in the out-of-conference last year, too. By the way, the the most amazing stat, over the last, uh, I think it's three seasons, I could be wrong. Certainly. So how about this? Since the start of last year, their only loss in non-league play was to Fairley Dickinson. So it's not as though it's not as though they didn't start like this last year. Right. Um, but I agree. And, and and you know, I think I'll say this, Mike, is and I don't know why. I mean, I guess Purdue maybe has like a weirdly big fan base that I don't know of. I feel like Purdue is like the most protected program in a- any sport at any level that I've ever seen, like maybe not that I've ever seen, but in the modern era now it's when they're doing good. Oh, Matt painter. Nobody does more than less. And then when, when they choke in the tournament, it's crickets. Well, you know, I mean, he over, they, they shouldn't have even been a one seed to begin with. It's like, well, you can't give him credit for having a great regular season to get to a one seed. And then also don't criticize him right. when, um, when he underachieves, when he gets there, and like you know, that that's my whole thing. Like I, I heard this this week about me is like, oh, Torres panders to certain fan bases. I don't pander to anybody. When freaking uh, you know, when uh, Al- when you know, people say I pander to Alabama. I was more critical of Nate Oates, I would argue, than just about anybody in the college basketball media. Right. I was critical of Bama when Jermaine Burton shoved a Tennessee fan down at the at the stadium and then he was playing the next week. So so spare me with the pandering stuff. It's like that's actually the pandering when you you know you throw flowers when things go well, and then you don't criticize when things go bad. And so to answer your question, I agree. Do I think they will end up as a one seed and lose to a 16 seed again? I don't. But do I think that they are a fundamentally different team that is fundamentally built to win in March in a way that they weren't a year ago? I don't. You know who I
1: do think is that? Arizona. Arizona. Well, let's talk a bit. So yeah, that's my other thing too. Before we get to Arizona, Lance Jones, lawyer, all these dudes, they're, they're solid. These are solid players again, but these are not guys that would be rotation players at Arizona. Again, Braden mm-hmm. Smith would play at Arizona. I believe Zach Eadie would play at Arizona. The other dudes, again, I'm not saying they're roster filler, but these are role players that I'm not scared of. And guess what? If Lance Jones beats Arizona, cause he goes for 38 points, then so be it. But they don't have dudes like KJ Lewis coming off the bench. They don't have people like Mount Crevis coming off the bench guys like that. To me, that's to me, that's just a huge gap. And I think a big part of this media narrative is we have to push the big 10 for whatever reason we have to push (laughs) the big 10 nonstop, nonstop. And Purdue is considered the class of the big 10. So we have to pretend that Purdue has absolutely no flaws.
2: Well, you know, what is interesting about that? I was thinking about this and I think it's very applicable to this weekend the new media contracts. Right. Purdue isn't going to be on ESPN, right? And we have seen, and I can say this as a fan of a Big E school. I, you know, listen, I don't think e, like ESPN credits Villanova or UConn when they do well, but UConn was unbelievable. UConn was Arizona at this time last year, right? And I don't feel like they got a a, a fraction of the fanfare they would have if it was. Arizona, uh, not Arizona, North Carolina, Duke, Kentucky, Kansas, whatever. Right. Yeah, and, but I do think, and it is a great question: is is the discourse about the Big Ten going to be the same when they're not on ESPN's airwaves? And I'd add this: I ain't too when when there's a game on ESPN and ESPN two and Fox and FS one and whatever. Right. Unless it's one versus three. Right. I ain't pulling up Iowa versus Wisconsin on a Saturday when I got games on seven different channels. And so I am curious if the discourse about the the Big Ten changes a little bit uh, as we get out of the ESPN era where ESPN is broadcasting their games. There will still be games on Fox and and, and whatever. But I, I, I do think it's an interesting conversation worth having. All right, we got to talk about Arizona's athleticism. Actually, I think last year's Arizona
1: team was kind of like a Big Ten team in yeah. that they were they were they overachieved. They were limited though. There weren't really any pros. Uh, I think there was a point made on there in the uh, messages about or the remarks about that. But Aaron, the difference to me, and we'll we'll work backwards, is Keisha Johnson, your guy who you messaged mm-hmm. me immediately about, like, and Caleb Love. Arizona had absolutely nobody like either of those dudes last year. Even Jaden Bradley, as Even a
2: sixth J- guy, as a seven, as KJ Lewis hey, and Jaden Bradley as the seventh right. and eighth guy on this team. If you include Crevis as number six, exactly. But go ahead, I'm cutting you off. I'm. Oh, sorry. by the way, Michael Candrea. Do you know who his father is? Michael Candrea. Oh, the softball. Baseball?
1: The greatest softball coach in, uh, in, uh, history. I believe, uh, don't be my, mod- don't be modest. Eight, uh, national championships. I believe very, very good. Uh, Isn't it like-
2: great following all time greats? You know, yeah, I is. mean, I got to follow Gino, Jim Calhoun, who's going to be on my podcast next yeah. week, said Arizona's the best team that he's seen all year. Oh, I like it. So. I like it. Um,
1: but, uh, Arizona just didn't have those type of dudes last yeah. year. You had Kirk Creesa, you had Courtney Ramey, you had Seth Henderson. They all did some nice things. These dudes are difference makers though, with uh, uh, Caleb love. Obviously he's not going to shoot 49% from the field or whatever. Uh, um, Jeff Goodman wants him to shoot, but guess what? <laughs> He makes the big shots when it matters and he wants the ball last year, Arizona. And again, I hate saying this. Arizona had some weenies. Um, uh, Tabellas as good as he was, didn't want the ball down the stretch. Kirk Carissa wanted uh, pretended that he wanted the ball down the stretch. Um, Ramey wasn't really that dude. Arizona's got guys now highlighted by Caleb love that wants the basketball down the stretch and Keshaw Johnson, the ultimate enforcer who showed himself in that Michigan state and Duke game. It's just a drastically different team.
2: Yeah. One of those comments I just saw, I want to react to it because I think it was really good. Uh, Arizona looking stronger and stronger. What was the one? Oh, the guy, Jervis, who said Tommy Lloyd does more with less. Look at last year. Why I want to respond to that. It's a great comment. But now what do you do when you have more? Yep. Because he did do more with less last year. I agree. Right. And I remember saying the first year I said, look, you know, I'm a Sean Miller guy. I love coach Miller. I, I'm, I'm happy to see him at, at Xavier, but Tommy Lloyd got something out of that first team with Mathurin and Terry, uh, Dale and Terry, et cetera, that Sean Miller wouldn't have been able to correct. So the reason I bring it up is Tommy Lloyd maybe does more with less, but now he's got more. And yep. that's why Arizona is the number one team. That's why I've said since the day they played Duke, they're the best team in college basketball. Now, listen, they're going to hit their their ebbs and flows like everyone else. Remember, UConn lost whatever it was—I think four of six or five of seven mm-hmm. or something—in league play. Now, that ain't happening though because UConn yeah. had to play good teams last. That's year. what I was going to say. Thankfully, there was—you know—we don't play in a league with Washington State and Cal. Now you won't either a year from now. But um, <laughs> yeah, no. So so the point I'm trying to make is at some point they'll hit a skid, they'll hit a rough spot. Um, but you know, if you could, if you get a two seed with last year's team. Yeah, you could get. uh, Let me ask you this. How crazy is Phoenix going to be if Arizona actually makes the final four? Trust me,
1: man. I've thought about that almost every single day of my (laughs) existence. Uh, You will be at the final
2: four. This is correct. I will. Prices are. uh, So, okay. can I ask you a question on air? That's probably more lean towards off air. Yeah. Where do I stay? Because the arena is 45 minutes from everywhere I want to be. No offense to the fine people of Glendale, Arizona, who are probably listening. Yeah, Do I stay in Scottsdale and rent a car, right? Like, that's, yeah, that's oh,
1: weird. I would, dude, Aaron, I would definitely stay in Scottsdale again. Okay. Uh, but I, I got to be careful here, but yeah, I would no, definitely okay, stay okay. in Scottsdale. Uh, Jacob Franklin, hop in here real quick.
2: You can text me
1: the truth when we get off air.
2: Jacob Franklin, where should
1: the great Aaron Torres stay for the final four? You are a Mesa native, Jay, and yeah, don't say I mean, Mesa or Gilbert.
3: It, no, 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 I live in Gilbert right now. Gilbert's gotten, I mean, like in terms of, like, there's some nice restaurants out in Gilbert, but, like, if you're looking for, like, nightlife, Scottsdale's probably the place.
2: Yeah, I mean, I've Stayed in Scottsdale, Tempe. But I mean, my, one of my best friends went to ASU grad school. So, no big deal. Whatever. Sorry, sorry, guys. So, good kid. Good kid. Hey, we had fun. That's all I'll say. Um, yeah, he was an ASU
3: guy, so you're yeah. speaking my language.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, he he was more of a Yukon guy that just you know didn't want to live in the cold for his grad <laughs> program. But anyway, I've spent a, the tourists has spent a lot of nights and early mornings in Tempe and Scottsdale. I just. I just trying to figure out how much of an inconvenience it's going to be to get to all of the media stuff. But then the counter to that is all the fun. You know, do I want to be near the stadium and then be far away from all the fun stuff? And the answer to yeah. that is obviously no.
3: I mean, you could stay down like downtown Phoenix. Would they've they've got some nice hotels downtown? You could still be close to some. I mean, and downtown has grown quite a bit over the last like ten so years. Down, so
1: we're at downtown or Scottsdale for Aaron Torres. His, yeah, that would that would probably uh, be where residents.
2: Um, do you got any hotel sponsors that want to? Help yeah. your boy Torres out. You know, feel free to slide into those DMs if you can so. We
1: we will do that. All right, Jacob. We'll bring you back when you're needed. Thanks. See you later. Um, all right. <laughs> but uh all right, now some questions here for Aaron Torres. Well, I you mean, didn't
2: finish t- the sentence. You said I think about it every day. How crazy would Phoenix be if if Arizona if Arizona makes the final four?
1: Oh yeah. I mean, seriously, can you imagine? Uh I mean, talk about, but you make a great point though about that Arizona now. The bullseye is on you. How are you going to respond to that? Because again, this team was woefully underrated before the season started, but we know now. In my opinion, this is the best team in the country. Um, I thought that, like you said, uh, very early on. Because here's my here's my here's where I stand with Arizona. What weaknesses does this team have? And I keep going back that, back to that show after show. You've got great size. You've got athleticism. You've got wing size athleticism. You've got ball handlers now. Maybe you pack in the paint because outside of maybe Boswell and Larson, you're not don't have peer shooters. But I don't really, I don't really know what Arizona's weakness is. And in this day and age of college basketball, that's a fairly unique thing to look at.
2: Well, and it speaks to, um, so first of all, and and this kind of speaks to the Purdue thing, and I'm not trying to make this all about Purdue is that, um, you know, that's the argument is, well, I mean, they're so good in the paint that, and I, I don't think that's going to be an issue for Arizona. And when you're so big and you can get so many easy baskets and so many second chance points at the rim, um, I don't think three point shooting is as important. Right. So, I don't know. I, I I don't really, I don't think there's a, a super fundamental weakness again. Yeah. The guards. You, yeah. I mean, but listen, we, and we've talked about this. If Caleb love was a 37% three point shooter as a sophomore, or junior at North Carolina, right. He'd be playing in the NBA right now. Keyshaw right. Johnson, the same thing. So no team is perfect. Every team has some sort of weakness. Um, you know, I I I would take Arizona's weaknesses against pretty much anybody's. All right, now uh, Wildcat
1: uh, Fields, uh, great to name. Uh, do we just let Edie score and protect the perimeter? Or do we try to clog the lane and make it impossible to get into Edie? What say you, Aaron Torres?
2: I, I you know I'll be honest, and, and this and again this speaks to the fact that I, I actually think Zach Edie is a really good player, and that's why I feel bad because he became a part of a conversation that made it seem like I don't like him or whatever. Right. Um. But there's been games where Zach Eady gets his 25 and 15 and they lose. And, right. and I actually agree with Mike Luke's sentiment. You know, I don't know if you have a coaching background in there somewhere that I'm not aware of, of, you know, Bolo in theory can sort of handle him one-on-one and let trade those twos for fast break points for opportunities. Right. I don't think they will. And by the way, they won't control the boards the way that they have against other teams because you have more big bodies to throw at them. I don't think the foul discrepancy is going to be as big as it was. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so to answer your, to answer the listener's question, I agree. Pack,
1: what are all- uh- Go ahead. Yeah. What also I think is going to hurt Purdue in this, and this is called a tease. Actually, it was a really crappy tease. But first, Shady Rays. Aaron Torres, you're a cool person. We need to get you a pair of Shady Rays, my Too friend. Too
2: much like, shade thrown my way this week. I needed a pair of Shady Rays.
1: Well, yeah, we do need a pair of Shady Rays. Too bad your name's not Ray. Check it out, though. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code PHNX for 50% off two-plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the Shades-rated... Uh, Wow, five stars by over 250,000 people. And Desert Financial Credit Union. Aaron Torres is a man of the people by the people. That's why he is so beloved here in Tucson. Check it out. Desert Financial Credit Union. Uh, All kinds of good stuff. When you open a free checking account online, get $200 in bonuses. Get started by visiting desertfinancial.com slash 200 today. With Arizona, the thing that I also think that really makes them unique, Aaron, is a team like Purdue. When you go to the bench, you're looking to tread water. And again, mm-hmm. that's not a diss towards Purdue. You just it's a you, fact. I mean it's there's, just a fact. It's, it's when Ari- there's no let up with Arizona. When Arizona comes goes to the bench, you bring in KJ Lewis, who Sheer is still I will spike this football in Shear's face the rest of my life for having KJ Lewis as a fringe one hundred player. Um does he have anything they, to do with the rankings though? Yeah, uh, I I I'd like to attribute it to him when it yeah. doesn't work okay. out in his way. Mount he doesn't Cre- have enough sway, is what you're saying? He doesn't. Yeah, it had loser. Um, now Mount mm-hmm. Crevis, same way. Um, now again, he's different. And then Jaden Bradley coming off the bench, quick, right. dynamic, made a uh, made a huge shot against uh, Michigan State. There's no let up. There's no way where you can say, all right, man, at that under 12 timeout, we'll be able to coast here for a minute because the starters will be out. There's none of that with Arizona.
2: Well, and and I'm sorry that I keep making this about Purdue, but do it. No, it is about no. Purdue. We're playing Purdue. But I I think this is why the foul conversation is so important, right? Because we're talking about Arizona. What's their weakness? Oh, you'd like the, the three-point shooting to be a little bit better. Purdue's weakness is three of their starters couldn't right. play for any of the other best teams in the country. Right. And so again, to go back to the foul shooting, why I deem it to be important. They beat Alabama by six in a game that they were plus 14 from the free throw line. Right. They beat Tennessee by four in a game that they were plus 18 from the free throw line. I mean, if it's called evenly and I'm not but for the last time, I'm not saying that every game is supposed to have the same number of foul calls and the same number of foul shots on both teams. But plus 18 feels pretty one-sided to me. Plus 14 feels one way. So I guess what I would say is this. If, if Arizona is within five to seven foul shots of the game, I think they win because they're better literally. One of our commenters said it. Better at four spots on the floor, probably in the top eight, better at seven spots on the floor. Right. And so that's why the free throws are important.
1: It's why it matters. And physically, there's so much more dynamic. Um, We need to talk about Keyshaw Johnson, your guy. Again, Aaron Torres, there's a reason he's doing what he did. Now, a lot of people said Keyshaw Johnson when he came in averaged seven and five at San Diego State. Torres messaged me when it was announced Mm. and he told me, he said, Mike. You are going to love this kid. Don't look at his numbers. He is perfect for what you want. Man, Aaron, from your mouth to God's ears, or God's ears to your mouth, ma- whatever that phrase is. Some say we're one in the same, but... Yeah, i are going to say, that. but yeah. yes, he's been exactly... He is, uh, if he's not the leader of the team, he's the heart and soul of the team. He's, uh, a, he's a physical type player that Arizona hasn't had in the Tommy Lloyd era, and he's just a winner. He does
2: everything, what you... Just well, yeah. why am I talking? You well, talk no 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 that and that's why I was so interested to see him in an expanded role because he did do exactly that for four years. And it's funny because you know, listen, I'm not an NBA draft expert, evaluator, whatever. Um, but I remember you know seeing a couple of NBA draft guys at the final four, and I meant to ask him, and I never did. I was like, Do you guys have Keyshot as a as an M like on your board? And it didn't feel like anybody did. And I know I've told this story on, on air before, but at the Final Four, which you'll be covering this year, because Arizona will be there. You'll be, you know, the, the you'll be the host I'll be there. rubbing shoulders with Torres. I know. Yeah, you got to show me around Scottsdale. But anyway, um, no, I have told the story, but uh there was probably about six, seven guys at at San Diego State. All their beat writers were there. They have a couple of really good beat writers that cover them. And they're kind of asking, you know, Lamont Butler, hey, you know, you have another year of eligibility. What's the plan that it does? Oh, you know, well, I'm going to weigh my options. But if I'm in college, it's you know, I love San Diego State. And there was like three or four guys like that. And then Keisha was just like, yeah, we're going to have to just evaluate at the end of the year. And I didn't take that as like a super negative, but it struck me that he was looking for a bigger role. And so I remember going back to his recruitment was. There's some great people that cover Kentucky because it came down to really Arizona and Kentucky. Right. And this is not a knock on them because I talked about loser media members before. The, the people in Kentucky have been great to me, but the information that they were getting from their sources at Kentucky was well, Keyshawn, you know, I mean, he'd be a really good sixth, seventh piece. And oh, he's comfortable playing off the bench because that's what he did at, at San Diego State. It's like, right. no, the whole reason he left a team that just won the national championship was because he wanted a bigger role. And by the way, that's not a criticism of the writers because that's probably what the coaching staff was kind of letting them know is, hey, this is the role that we see for him. And if that is how Kentucky was recruiting him, they were completely misevaluating him. And that's that's not a knock on John Calipari. It was just to say that he was clearly looking for a bigger role. And as this year has proven, he is clearly capable of a much bigger role. Uh, I do believe I said on one of your summer shows that he would be drafted in the 2024 NBA draft. I feel good about that. Um, but yeah, when even during the recruitment, it was like, well, I mean, he he came off the bench at San Diego State, so he'd be comfortable doing it here. It's like, no, 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 he's coming somewhere to kick butt and take names, and that's exactly what he's done so far this year. Arizona, Arizona, Pac twelve player of the year, right now. You know, it's funny. Probably I was about to mention be, right? to you
1: that. I was about to ask you that. Honestly, listen, there's going to be guys with better stats, obviously, but. Uh, he yeah I I mean listen like a guy uh, and some of it's going to depend Keon Brooks is going to average 20 and 8 this year if Washington doesn't stink. KJ Simpson is pretty good as well Um, Boogie Ellis will put up numbers but KJ, or a KJ, uh, Keyshawn Johnson is going to be—he's going to be right in that discussion. To further your point about Kentucky, the uh, the teams that John Calipari I always thought had the best success with were when you had really good player, or you had the precocious freshman, but you also had a DeAndre Liggins or oh, a sure. D- or a Darius Miller or somebody like that, that was a fourth year player that you were able to sprinkle in there for some maturity. Uh, I think where he's kind of lost his way is he hasn't had those type of dudes. Keyshaw Johnson would have been exactly that for them.
2: No, a hundred percent. And I think, you know, we don't need to turn this into a Kentucky podcast, but uh, I think it's skewed. He went so heavy in the freshman stuff. And then really, I I will say in defensive Kentucky, and I think they're pretty good. I think they're going to be Carolina this weekend. I do too. Uh, Um, I I would argue that that program was hurt more by COVID than any other program in college basketball because the 2020 season, you did have that freshman model. Well, the kids can't ever be together. They're all in their own rooms. You know, that year was miserable for every... You know, I remember talking to, you know, frankly, guys on Gonzaga staff that some of them are now at Arizona where it's like, yeah, we're winning every game, but it's not fun for us. Like, we're not having a good time. So you had that situation. But then the following year... You couldn't you couldn't have on you couldn't have on-site recruiting and so they were hurt in the next recruiting class as well then they kind of get screwed last year because shade sharp was supposed to go there and he leaves and then sheway comes back so this is the first year that I think he's really gotten back to it but I, I'm not defending him because you know he's got to win he's paid a lot of money to win games but I do think covid probably hurt that team more than anybody else um and I think we're starting to see that there, he's starting to get it back. Uh, with those elite recruiting classes all right i got a marketing
1: idea for you but first put up that jet fish shirt oh the jet fish yeah look at this you can
2: get this from aaron torres look at this these things are going like hotcakes they are dude thank you by the way the last time i came on your show so it says gone fishing and that's an honor can you see it is it kind of kind of but again when you tweet it out after the show as well and we will definitely get this up let's listen it's a cool shirt it's a great shirt. We got to get you one in your size. You let me know your size and mailing right. address. Um, and they're great. And Arizona fans have been awesome. We actually sold out after I did the last PHNX uh, uh, right. uh, hit. And uh, listen, Jedfish has created a ton of excitement with this program. I'm happy to see Arizona fans happy. And I, I've had a lot of people say we're buying them. We're bringing them to, to our gate, you know, we're bringing them to the Alamo bowl. So I will say, you know, you got about two or three days you know, if you want them for Christmas, great stocking stuffer. Certainly if you want them for your trip to San Antonio, um, you know, you got to do that pretty quick, but yeah, uh, Arizona fans grab that, uh, grab that gone fishing shirt and we will tweet it out. after. I've you
1: got, got another shirt idea for you as sure. well. All right. Now, do you know who Philly B is? No. Who's Philly B? Philip uh, Boruchin, right? Philip Borovichin on the University of Arizona. He is kind of a cult hero here in Tucson. Sure, Philly B. Um, that's why, like uh, Michael Candrea, is not the only one that's saying this. Philly B. Pac twelve Player of the Year. You need to look into Philly B. Because I think if you marketed some Philly B. Yeah. shirts, oh, what do we got here? It would work. All well, right,
2: this Who, was, do, was who was are p- we talking with? This is my little princess Charlie. She was she was chewing at my socks, so I had to let her. Oh, up here. what kind of dog is Charlie? She is a uh, cockapoo. Oh, she has an Instagram if anybody wants to follow, but she was licking at my feet. So I just had to bring her up because I think we're, she, you know, the, the Zach Eadie takes just woke her up and she just said, you know what? I'm coming in. I'm, I'm defending my dad. I got his back. All these Purdue fans, you know, you want to come at me, you want to come at him. You're coming at me too. So.
1: I had a cocker spaniel. It was one of the best dogs I've ever had, but there were ear infections nonstop. That was the yeah. only. That was the only annoying part. Okay. Knock on wood. Hopefully that doesn't happen. There all right. Okay. Let's get a prediction in the game, and then we're going to bring Jacob Franklin back in here because Jacob Franklin was talking some mess earlier in the week. But give me a prediction, Aaron Torres.
2: I said it. I think so. First of all, I I, I do think Arizona is going to win. You're but back I in will, the A, I'm back in the A. Um, I, I think, especially if the foul discrepancy is what I think it will be, I think Arizona wins. I'll say eighty-four, eighty-one. I do think Purdue will get the whistle because it's in Indianapolis, but uh, I'll say eighty-four, eighty-one. And again, I think it comes down to if Purdue's plus fourteen in the free at the free throw line, they'll probably win. If it is called a little bit more balanced, which I think it will be for all the reasons we discussed, I think Arizona wins. All right. Now you might, if you're getting a headache watching
1: all of this, uh, watching uh, Zach Eady get every single oh, call you're
2: watching me pet
1: my dog. I was like, did I piss everybody off? That oh no, or? no, no. Getting a headache from Zach Eady? You might need some OGs, Aaron Torres. OGs. All right. Here's the cool thing to learn more about OGs gummies and where you can Ooh. find them. Head over to OGs brands.com. some of those this week just to take was, the edge off. You, but You anyway. do need some OGs. Exactly. All right. Now, um, here's the deal from OG's classics like the fruits and the creams and the mouth-watering pegs, raspberries, orange RSO. There's something for everyone in the OG's lineup. Check it out. I'm going to Arizona, 82-74. All right, oh. yeah, I think Arizona's going to. Uh, I think Arizona's going to win by about eight. Now we're bringing Jacob Franklin back in because Does Jacob, MGM
2: have a line out yet? No, right? It's too early. Yeah, I don't believe so. I believe that'll be out tonight.
1: Jacob Franklin sent me a very salacious. Te- well, that sounds terrible. A very uh the that's salacious. Wrong- oh yeah, no, no, that's ah. the wrong verbiage. A very uh demeaning text. How about that? That's much better. He said during the ASU San Francisco game, mm. he said this seriously. That he said, honestly, I think I think we can get you guys. He was talking about ASU in Arizona. Okay. Um, listen. Danny Hurley coaches at UConn. You have a, you have a familiarity with the UConn, uh, Danny Hurley. Jacob Franklin has familiarity with the uh, Bobby Hurley side. I'm going to let you guys duke it out. Does Can ASU beat Arizona?
3: I think saying that they can't is a lie because there's not a 0% chance that they could beat them.
2: Yeah, I mean, in, in basketball, we're still talking about? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, uh, listen, Listen. (laughs) do you want me to do the, do you want me to do the whole thing? I'll be honest. I, I'd be lying if I said I've really done the deep dive on Arizona State yet, because they're the same team every year. They're pretty you, good in the out of conference. You come then in unprepared
1: all- with without Arizona State basketball inside information. Come on, Aaron.
2: This is PHNX Wildcats, <laughs> not PHNX Sun Devils. When I get invited on that show by Luke Mike, uh, <laughs> who's who's your doppelganger? Uh, uh, you know, your evil twin that, right. that hosts the uh, the the Sun Devils show. Then I'll right. do my homework. Right. All right, but. Imagine um, if there was a guy named Luke Mike who was just Luke, your your evil uh, twin who was just a big- I can't tell you how many man. times
1: growing up people called me Luke Mike. It happened all the time.
2: Yeah. Well, I, I definitely – what was it – Oh, I was calling you Matt Luke for a while because I was a football coach for a minute. That's what Jed, – Jed Fish
1: thought my name was Matt for the longest time as well. He came on the show and called me Matt one time. I was yeah. like, Coach. I said Jeff. That's what I said. I said Jed, Jeff. Um. But here's what I here, – I want to talk about Hurley's for a second. When I watch sure. Danny Hurley, sure, he gets very animated. I know officials hate him. I get it but there always looks to be like he has still a rhyme and a reason for what he's doing. It looks like, you know, when he constructs the roster, he knows what, you know, it just always feels like he still knows what he's doing. I have no clue what Bobby Hurley is doing whatsoever. And for one of the smartest co- college point guards ever, that baffles me. You two, what do you think? You're smarter than me. Both of you.
2: Do you want to go first, Jacob, or you want me sure. to
3: Sure. I mean, yeah, I, I for some reason i watch almost every single arizona state basketball game I do too. Probably, there's probably not really a good reason to do that but i think it's mostly because what we've talked about before like you just never know what you're going to get out of this team like they run a ton of iso they, they run the princeton they run a ton of iso ball um every guy thinks that he's like the bucket getter it's really fun to watch like it's just like Even if they're not good shooters, like they just try and take like step back, turn around, fade toward the baseline, and like they'll hit the side of the backboard. But then the next game, they'll like, not the bat, they'll hit the shot. And it's like, what what are we doing? Like, do you just practice this on a daily basis? Um, So I think that's part of the fun that I'm like, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to give them a 0% chance to beat Arizona because you just never really know what you're going to get. They could go out there and hit every three that they take and, and score like 110 points. They won't,
2: but they could. I mean, I, I think know. that's pretty much my outside analysis of Arizona State. I don't know, like, what the plan is. Like, you know, like <laughs> there is no plan. Like, no, like, what is the brand, right? Like, you know, UConn, it's toughness. Uh, Duke, it's one and done. Kentucky, it's one and done. Arizona, it's um, you know, kind of speed and athleticism and that that Gonzaga offense. Gonzaga, it's offense. Creighton, it's offense. Marquette, it's kind of that speed and quickness. UConn, it's like, size. Yeah, it's like I don't – like Arizona State, it's just get 11 new players every year, um, tell me <laughs> that this year is going to be different, start out hot, say I told you it was going to be different, then lose like 8 of 9 or 10 of 12 and then be on the bubble and most years you get in. And like, you know, so I don't really know like what the the Arizona State – like I, I don't know what he's doing. And it, it, to Mike's point, it's so – counterintuitive to what, what Dan is doing at UConn. And I, and I think there's a, a corollary there of Bobby was the good player. He was out of basketball for a while after his NBA career. Whereas Dan has basically been a coach since the second that he basically his career ended. Um, But I just bring it up because you look at Dan, like, like Dan, I can, like he evaluates well, he coaches well. Like I, and I've truly said this. And I think Tommy Lloyd is on the short list of guys that I think you could include. I really sincerely mean this. I think you can argue right now, today, this second, that Dan Hurley is the best coach in college basketball. That sounds crazy. He just won a yeah, he won a championship, but I think he won. Yeah, well, I mean, think about it. Evaluation, development. You know, Andre Jackson, second round NBA pick, development. Jordan Hawkins was. A fringe top 50 player in his class was a lottery pick. Donovan Klingin was a fringe top 30, 35, 40 player in his class is going to be a lottery pick this year. Stefan Castle was a fringe top 30 pick commits as a fringe top 30 guy commits as a junior ends up as one of the top 10 players in the class is going to be a lottery pick. Uh, Tyrese Martin, by the way, uh, was recruited by Dan Hurley to Rhode Island, uh, ends up at UConn and ends up being a second round NBA draft pick James Booknight lottery pick. So the point I'm trying to make is he evaluates well, he develops well. It's clear that the players like playing for him. They play hard um, and it's just, it's a complete program. And I think in 2024, 2023, it's hard to have a program as much as a year to year thing. And I think UConn, I think Tommy Lloyd has proven at Arizona, like, you you know, not many guys can kind of sustain it at a really high level. Uh, and I know it's only, you know, the second year of UConn really looking like this. But I'm just saying is like, I you know, you look at, again, evaluation, development, you know, players getting better in the program, all that stuff. I mean, he just checks a lot. He, a lot of these guys just weren't. You, you get the point. I won't keep going. Jacob Franklin, I
1: see that you are brimming with objection. No, I'm not. And Bobby Hurley's no. the
2: exact opposite. We'll just bring in. Yeah, eleven Bobby, transfers. All of I them. have a Bobby Hurley story. Can I tell you this story? Sure. You... Yeah. Sure. All right. This is was... it salacious? Like the the. Jacob <laughs> <thing> <laughs> this is what? the
1: salacious Jacob Franklin text? By the way, Jesse Johnson. Just so everybody. Else... Oh, we sh- we we need to get to yukon as a blue blood in question. Uh, Jesse uh, Johnson. I ask Jacob Franklin every single day if he's going to come on the show. This is true, Jacob Franklin. Hey, no, what happened to Torres? We just lost Torres. Wow. Hey, Torres, get back in here, dude. No, he's not
3: even, he's not even, like, well, here.
1: I, how, well, I'm going to te- text him. Get back in here. Um, hold on. There he All is. All right, good. It scared me for a second. Oh. Yeah, I was like, saw- I clicked right out. Yeah, I was going to say, man, when we talk about Jacob Franklin, you hopped right out. Mm-hmm. I asked Jacob Franklin. now, I just
2: took my spotlight. No, I'm
1: kidding. I asked Jacob Franklin every single show to come on, and uh, the, um, he always comes up with a reason oh, I didn't bring my computer or I don't have my uh, I don't have my film. Jacob Franklin is now Jesse Johnson. I know. Love your encouragement of Jacob Franklin. Yes. More Jacob Franklin, not less Jacob Franklin. We rely on Jacob Franklin. Give you an idea. One time we had 88 lives. Jacob Franklin came on the show and it boosted up to one hundred and twelve within like a minute. It wasn't wow. a coincidence. So, you know, that's. Uh, you. Yeah. All right. That's uh, that's that is you caught right to up your show,
3: Mike.
2: Fair enough. All right, fair enough. Or you're dismissed. Is uh is you caught a blue blood? I think it is. Um, I I don't care. Like and and I've said this a million times. So, and this was this was funny because this was like the Purdue thing on a smaller scale before Purdue, but like three years ago, I put out a tweet something like, "Wow, the blue bloods all look pretty good this year." You know, UCLA and North Carolina and da 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 da, and some Villanova writer was like, "Way not to include Villanova." I'm like, well, Villanova's not a blue blood. So my understanding of what a blue blood is, as I wear a Kansas shirt, rock, chalk, mm-hmm. Jayhawk, obviously a Kansas homer um, right. is <laughs> that a blue blood isn't something you become. It's something you either are or you're not. And it kind of spans with the like history of college basketball. So uh, Kansas is a blue blood. North Carolina is a blue blood UCLA, Kentucky. Uh, even Duke's kind of on the fringes, but I've always said there's six blue bloods. Well, Duke developed into a blue blood. If you use that, I mean, they, they made the final four, like two years before coach K got there. So, but even Duke, they're on the fringes, right? They're on the fringes. So I just bring it up because I said it for Villanova and I'll say it for UConn. I don't think it's some club that you can get into if you're not, it's like, I always use the example. It's like being the King of England. Elton John (laughs) may be the most famous person in England. He may be richer than the king, although I don't think that's possible. Right. He can't be the king. He just doesn't get to say, well, I, I'm the most famous person in England, so I I'm the king now. David Beckham doesn't get to say that. And like, and that's how I view a blue blood. And so I don't think, no offense, Arizona's not a blue blood, UConn's not a blue blood, Louisville's not a blue blood, Michigan State's not a blue blood. And that's okay. Would the would an Indiana fan trade the last 30 years for Arizona basketball for Villanova basketball? What a UCLA fan, by the way, I'll tell you this, Mike, I, I saw, you know, um, my buddy, Matt Jones, Kentucky sports radio. Cause you know, Kentucky's playing Carolina this weekend. And um, you know, he put out his like list of top programs in the sport, whatever. And I think he got to nine and he didn't include Arizona. And I'd sit there and say, Arizona has been good. Basically every year for it's like about 85 40 yeah. years. Yeah. yeah. For about 40 years, three different head coaches at this point. Right. Like, would an Indiana fan, I I mean, I guess I don't think they would. Would they trade the, I don't think they wouldn't. Would they trade the last 40 years for Arizona? I think they would. So it's such an artificial, like, BS label that I just don't care about. And like, I don't know, I I find the conversation so uninteresting. It's like, if you want to rank programs the last 30 years, that's an interesting conversation. You could have different data to support different things. UConn's missed a bunch of tournaments, but they've won five national championships. So like, I just don't find the conversation interesting. Like it to me it's like saying is Elton John the king of England? No, he's not the king of England. Next question. Like no, Yukon's not a blue blood. That's okay. Life will Shit. go on. I'll just take all my national championship trophies like I need those shady I'll Ray cry sunglasses. with my rings. I, I need those shady ray sunglasses cuz every time I walk into the practice facility the shine of all those national championship uh <laughs> trophies making me go blind. Like, I don't care. I I just, and it's a great question by your listener. And I've talked about it on my show because people ask me, I just don't understand why people find it to be such an interesting question. I don't think it's an interesting question at all. All right, here's something that is interesting. Some Sombrero, burros. Let
1: some burros cater all your holiday fiestas, big or small. Mm. Order online or find one near you by visiting someburros.com. Seasons eating with some burros. Mm, this sounds mm. very, very good. Some burros is family owned and operated and was voted most loved Mexican restaurant. If you like Jacob Franklin, you're going to like some burros. It's very, very good. Jedi Force put one of these super snaps in. It doesn't say anything, but it says 99 cents. Jedi Force we appreciate it. All right. Now, also, no better time to become a PHNX diehard. You got discords. You got merchandise. You got all kinds of good stuff. Become a PHNX diehard. And this Steve Hernandez. And we got a watch party coming up, Arizona, Purdue. Let's say you don't have Peacock. Peacock. Um, Check out uh, my uh, my mom was asking me the other day what station that is that is <laughs> a problem. Um, so again, check out. Uh, you can go to the watch party. Join us at Tap and Bottle downtown. Yeah, well, well, duh, I'll be there. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta host it. But before we sign off, Aaron Torres. By the way,
2: really quick, you mentioned your mom. I just, do you know who Arnie Spanier is? The radio.
1: Oh yes, okay. yes, very well. Yes, I
2: hosted radio with Arnie for like four years. He just texted me at ten thirteen Pacific, so twenty minutes ago. He said, pissed off Purdue v. Arizona is on Peacock. I don't think I have that. Not even sure. Does it cost money? So it's not the only – it's not the – only. again, I think there's a
1: lot of people over the age age of 50 that are wondering what station Peacock is.
2: And I swear, and I'm not trying to just bring it full circle with the uh, Purdue stuff, I think it's going to hurt Big Ten basketball when – yeah, I mean, maybe now they won't get 14 teams into the tournament that all lose in the first round. Although they're yeah. they're adding Oregon and Washington, so that'll be. I will say this: there's not many things that I'm on the cutting edge of. I've been on frontline soldier
1: against this movement oh, for the last for a long time, Aaron. That's why we get along. But bigger fish. Where can
2: they find you in your T-shirt? Yeah, it, uh, it bigger fish. Oh yeah, bigger fish. Yeah, I got that. Well, that's F A F I S C H. By the God, way, there's means a nothing C in there. Yes uh go gone fishing gone fishing can you see it is it coming through no, kind of we'll tweet shopping. it out it's not a great image but yeah we'll get it We'll. it's very no, cool they're trust great. me they're, they're a great shirt you know what i can do i can just drop a link in the comments section for everybody that's that's looking but do uh it. yeah they're great for the holidays great for christmas they're great stocking stuffer there is a limited supply so once they go they go for good uh and i know you guys are getting ready for uh oh i have to join the chat i won't join the chat but um I know you guys are going to – have you ever been to San Antonio before, by the way? I have been to San Antonio. I remember the Alamo. Okay, okay. It's a great place. That's why I ask. I All think right. Arizona fans that are going are going to have a blast. I went for the Final Four uh, in 18. By the way, that was uh, uh, 04. That was one of UConn's national championships, one in San Antonio. <laughs> one um, of our championships. Yeah, one of them. Um, But fun fact, I guess four out of the five – you, you, you want to hear a really fun fact? What do you got? All five UConn national champions – have come out of the West region. I believe they you're were right the now. You're right. I've seen that before. You're yeah. right. Aaron, but the, like, you oh, the, the 18 final four which is actually a very boring final four. It was Loyola, Chicago, um, Michigan. Was that what the old lady? Yeah. Oh, they yeah. would
1: always like the nun or whatever. That was like front yeah, row. Sister yeah. Jean. Sister Speaking Jean, of being on the right. front
2: lines. I was the first one that was like, okay, enough is enough already. And people were like, wow, you're the worst. And I'm like, I kind of just want to watch the game without this old lady there. And then like, they brought her back like two years later, it was like, you know, the, the remix. And it was like, no, 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 <laughs> remix. Don't call it a comeback. <laughs> yeah. And, and then, I mean, then like I mean, I could get a little crazy here, but then it was the, then it was the 2021 NCA tournament where players were getting tested every day. Uh, right. Players were getting pulled from the tournament for testing positive. And then they rolled her, you know, what out to, to center right. court. I'm like, are we taking this virus seriously? I don't think we're taking it that seriously. So, so this guy on, on Georgia tech just tested positive. He can't play, but she's 107 and she can be in the arena. Like what are we even doing here? Anyway, I'm getting off, off cuff here. San, San Antonio is amazing. You guys are going to have so much fun for those of you who have never been there before. Um, beautiful city. Everything is right in that downtown. Uh, so I can't wait for you guys to go. I can't wait to watch. I think it's gonna be a really fun game. I think Oklahoma is actually going to be locked in because they have that new quarterback that they're kind of trotting out there. So they want to put on a good front for him. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm actually really excited about that. What was that? 29th, 29th, uh, 28th. twenty eighth, twenty eighth. Yep. All right. He is the great
1: Aaron Torres. Again, national of uh, national host for Fox sports, T-shirt aficionado, backer uh, of the aid, defender of or uh, not defender. Defender um, of
2: the truth is what it yes. is. Yes.
1: And a uh, and goes at nonsense like Big Ten basketball being the best conference in the country when it is the worst.
2: But and and that Zach Eady can somehow draw fourteen fouls on one end and commit one to two on the other. We have that clip coming out, my friends.
1: But for the great Aaron Torres, Jacob Franklin, no Jacob Franklin right here. Jacob, pull the finger out of your nose. How you doing? All right, now on that. On that front. We will uh, talk with you tomorrow. Uh, Matt Muehlbach coming on. You have been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast.
4: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data